All right, we're back. I'm recording the podcast and Martin is still connecting, so he doesn't know that we're on right now. Hey, Martin. Howdy. Oh, you made it. <laughs> oh, I'm back. So we're actually recording right now. I was hoping that we would start recording the podcast and you join and have no idea and have some very candid uh, candid takes for our, for our audience. But we got season two, episode 11 now. And I know that for a certain... And we have today um, a milestone podcast because the fantasy regular season is over and the playoff matchups are set. And there certainly are some surprises. Um, There's some good news and there is some bad news. And then there's also, at this point in the year, we have NCAA bowl games and playoff set and a sort of pivotal stretch run for the NFL playoffs. So what we're going to start with is some NCAA, as we usually try to, and then we're going to get into our playoff eliminator, and we have a lot of teams to ax. And then we will get to our, our fantasy recap for the regular season, a look towards the playoffs, and finishing, as always, with our picks for the next NFL week. How does that sound, Martin? Sounds good, man. I love bowl games. They have ridiculous names and they just make me giggle. I'm looking at the list of bowl games right now. And like, who doesn't want to play in the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl? Wow. At who least it's in Boca in Raton. Can you it imagine is. if it was the roofclaim.com Duluth, Minnesota Bowl? It's almost as good as the PUBG Mobile New Mexico Bowl. Like, that's it. An app is sponsoring your bowl game. You're in PUBG that bowl Mobile? Game. I've never even heard of that app. It is a, it is a shooting game. PUBG. It is. Uh, yep. That is a, that's a game. It's, it's awesome. Bowl season's fantastic because the games largely mean nothing except the ones we'll talk about at the end, but it's a lot of fun. Awesome. I can't wait. Um, first though, Martin, what are you drinking tonight? Ooh, tonight I, I am drinking. I know. You know what? I'm actually, I'm on the sparkling water train this week, uh, at the Christmas party for my, uh, my clinic. This weekend, we um, I got a little nuts, and I, I may or may not have been signed up for karaoke and wrapped all of Little Wayne's Amelie in front of all of clinic wow. staff. That's I left I left out some of the naughty words, so my filter wasn't totally turned off. Um, but yeah, I think it's good to you know maybe avoid alcohol until the new year we'll see did you have like one of the pharmacy texts just in the corner emily 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 oh, i wish minutes. there's pharmacy text there they're gonna tackle me told me to <laughs> shut up it's been awesome well, that's awesome man cool um i've got it looks like sewage man it looks so gross yeah but it's so good but it's a big healthy pour of whiskey and then um some of that spiced apple cider stuff that i still have in the fridge man it's mm. been since like september maybe i should get rid of it <laughs> oh that's why it looks like sewage <laughs> well good thing i have enough uh whiskey to just cover the taste I'm looking at go. the bottom and i know you're inspecting it our, our viewer listeners can't see you <laughs> inspecting it but you're inspecting the hell out of that thing my friend mm. um Martin, I don't know if I asked you this. Did we already mm-hmm. ask you? Melissa wanted to know if you ended up getting pants for the uh, for the wedding. Remember? Oh, yeah. 
Did, yeah. Did we well, already talk about this? I think that was part of the story is that like I went there and they accused me of not getting pants or, right. or like lying to them that I didn't get pants and they begrudgingly new pants. <laughs> and then those pants were toyed like a tiger. So I had to go visit some tailor so she could take out about 20 inches so I could squeeze <laughs> into them. Uh, but yes, we had pants for the wedding. I looked fantastic. Thank you for following up on that, Melissa. Okay, great. Um, and then that reminds me. So uh, actually, I'll save this story for, for our picks. But remind me when we get to our picks to tell you about how me and Melissa are doing in a picks pool. Okay, okay. I'll just yell pants to remind you. <laughs> That's not going to work at all. I have a terrible memory. All right, NCAA, Martin. Um, yeah. What I wanted to talk about was kind of the the playoff games, the playoff um, bowls or matchups, if you will. Um, but was there anything else that you wanted to talk about for the NCAA uh, playoff games? Or sorry, NCAA bowl games? Or like NCAA said, at all? Transfers? There's like 20 games, quarterbacks. Transfer. Yeah, bowl games are largely nothing. I think bowls should be almost eliminated and more playoff games should replace them. So you kind of have to adventure your own storylines, right? Like I scroll through, I'm just like looking for a matchup, like, oh my God, you know, can I watch this one on TV? Would I be it interested? does suck because I think in the last handful of years um, with the playoffs, you know, the other bowl games, like I don't care about them. And I feel like no. I care about college football. So it sucks that none of the other bowl games probably get much attention. Yeah, if you've got a dog in the race, you know, you can talk yourself into it. Like on Thursday, December 30th at 10 a.m., you've got the Duke Mayo Bowl. Hell yeah, that's a big deal. Is NC State it's in that or a huge is that deal? UNC will be playing South Carolina to see who the realest Carolina is. And if we remember, that was Sam Howell's first game as a college quarterback. It will be his last game as a college quarterback, too. So really cool way to book in his career. Um, I care about that game. I care about the Valero Alamo Bowl because it's happening in my home city of San Antonio. And two, it's Oregon versus Oklahoma. Both teams start with the letter O. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Storylines. Storylines. Mississippi State goes to Texas Tech. So it's always cool to see an old coach play against his old team. Obviously, Mike Leach coached at Texas Tech for many, many years. And then after that, you kind of lose me for a while. There's some ranked matchups that I think will be okay. At the end of the day, it's football, so I'm going to have it on. Mm-hmm. The only games that matter now are on Friday, December 31st, and that's Cincinnati against Alabama, and that's Georgia at Michigan. Who do you have coming out of the playoffs? Well, first, let me gloat and tell you yep. and the listeners, yep. Yep. who are the four teams in the college football playoff, Martin, remind us? It is number one, Alabama, number two, some school from Michigan, number three, Georgia, oh. and number four, Cincinnati. Okay, and if I recall correctly, forgive me if I don't, but for like eight out of the 12 weeks of the college football playoff or college football season, I was telling you it was going to be Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, and Cincinnati, right? I will will let you and the listeners know I've never listened to one of our podcasts before, so I cannot (laughs) confirm that. The the instant that Michigan beat Wisconsin in like week four or whatever it was, I was like, boom, Michigan's in. I don't even think they're good, but they're in. <laughs> they crushed Ohio State, knew they were going to be in. That was a happy time. Um, but yeah, I knew the whole time it was going to be those four teams. Mm-hmm. That is why when you ask me for my prediction on what's going to happen in these bowl games, take it to the bank. All right, Alvin, like this is how you win your money back after losing it, all of it in fantasy football. Okay. So after gloating, I forgot your question. It was what my predictions or thoughts yeah. on these two playoff games, yeah. right? 
Okay, so let me take a sip. Oh, here it comes, boys. Let's start with a Cotton Bowl classic, okay? We've got number one, Alabama versus number four, Cincinnati. Congrats on Cincinnati for making the the very exclusive dance, okay? Very exclusive party. We've got big old elephant and a tide versus a bear cat. I don't know what a bear cat is. I'm not sure if it's a bear or a cat or if it looks... Or bear that did a cat. <laughs> yeah, right. Have like bear cat babies. Something out of a lab. Yeah. Uh, I think Alabama is going to win this because I feel like they look dominant. They look dominant. There's a surprise loss. Uh, they look dominant. And then they show us why uh, everyone thinks Alabama should be the top team. So I don't think Cincinnati will be able to hang with Alabama from a physicality perspective. Mm-hmm. Now, with that said, I think um, in the SEC championship, Georgia really gave it to Alabama from a physicality perspective in terms of the trenches, and Alabama could not run the ball on Georgia, right? And they made uh, Alabama completely one-sided. Yeah, Alabama still put up, what was it, 40-something points on Georgia? 41. So that really opened my eyes. The Heisman winner is on Alabama's team. Um, they can win ugly. They can win in ways they don't like to win, which is just complete, be completely one-sided. And so I don't think Cincinnati will be able to stop the run game the way Georgia was. And I don't think Cincinnati will be able to stop the pass game the way Georgia wasn't able to either. So I don't see how Cincinnati is going to win this game, but I hope they do. I don't have Cincinnati winning this game. I, I'm not the guy to, to tell you that that's going to happen. Uh, I wish I was a Cincinnati believer. Luke Fickle was crying today about how like early signing day is a bunch of baloney. And that's just what I think is going to happen to his team. He's me crying afterwards. Alabama rolls on the upside though, for how kind of unbalanced this matchup is the tickets at uh, Jerry's world. Aren't actually all that expensive this year. Not a lot of a... Cincinnati fans, I guess. No, no. You I mean, can go down to this Ohio game for like 200 guess, bucks. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty, pretty reasonable. But the, the line is 13 and a half. Uh, in favor of Bama, I expect Bama to to win by that, and maybe even then some. It's that one feels of those about right, don't you think? Like, there's no way a playoff game mm-hmm. line is going to be like 28 or something like that, but it feels like it should be more than seven. Um, that feels about right to me. Yeah, it's one of those things to where if this was like maybe even like Georgia this year, like if this was Michigan this year, and like you're the power five versus the group of five, and it's like you're the uh, but you might underestimate them or you're not used to the playoffs. Alabama historically does not underestimate people is used to the playoffs. I expect to, to know who they are and to roll Cincinnati. I, I agree. The, the interesting game is the other game. Number yep. two, Michigan, number three, Borg, Borg, Borgia. The, the Borgia Bulldogs. Georgia Bulldogs are an eight-point favorite all the way out and wherever the hell the Orange Bowl is these days. I think it's Miami. So I, when I first saw this, I was bummed um, because I think that Georgia is a better team than Cincinnati. And um, I was hoping that Georgia would fall to four so that Michigan would get to play Cincinnati, right? Um, I think I said on this podcast before that I I really wasn't a Michigan believer, um, especially early in the season, but obviously they proved me wrong and I'm, I'm happy that they did and have looked really good and down the stretch. So with that said that um, I'm, I'm um, surprised that 
the spread is as high as you said it was eight, right? Mm-hmm. So Georgia favored by eight. I'm surprised it's as high as it is. And I think leading up to the SEC championship before that, um, if you had told me this was a playoff matchup, I obviously mm-hmm. wouldn't like it. And I probably would feel like Georgia would have um, won that game. Now, after the SEC championship, I thought Georgia was – I don't think expose is the right word, but it surprised me what Alabama did to Georgia, right? And I think the bummer for me is that Michigan doesn't play that way, right? Michigan doesn't air it out. Um, they freaking put in a freshman quarterback at times so that he can run wildcat, or not wildcat, he can run the ball, he can run the option. They literally put in a quarterback in just to run the ball. So I think it's going to be more of a sort of like a, a, a physical old school football game um, definitely for Michigan, and I also think for Georgia because their quarterback isn't um, the Heisman winner, right, for Georgia. So I'm going to love watching this game, and I hope it's close because that's the kind of football that really makes my pants tight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm definitely going to be rooting for Michigan, but considering that the spread is almost two possessions, I think Michigan's going to win this in a landslide, 42 to 14. Well, wow, that's a bold prediction. Go blue, baby. Uh, Georgia this season allows <clears throat> roughly 10 points a game on defense. And if Michigan, you take away what happened in the SEC championship, what mm-hmm. was it, like six or seven? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Sorry, go uh, ahead. Mich- Michigan on the season uh, allows 16 points to their opponents. So you're looking at a 26-point game in the total. The over-under is 45. Uh, oh, man, I hope it's as – as a football fan, I hope it's the over – because defense is boring wait 45 that's a lot for these two really good defenses yeah okay let me adjust my score prediction okay Okay. i think it will be 42 (laughs) to 3 michigan go blue okay go blue uh gosh just to be the contrarian i'll take georgia in this one um i don't have a good reason other than i like their defense a little bit more than michigan's but i think this will be a a really good game why do we think that the over is uh 45 45 and a half like uh why do given like what you said about these teams um and their defenses being so strong and them not necessarily being like a flash offense like scoring bunches offenses why is the uh over or under so high well if you had to guess what do you think is the average points per game for each team or between the two teams oh that's a good point points per game for michigan i'm gonna guess is something like 30 and for georgia i'm gonna guess it's something like 35 yeah 40 for georgia 38 for <clears throat> michigan so together gotcha. they score 70 something a, a game so it, it it's meet me in the middle you know 45 implies that the final score is 24 21 that's totally within the realm of reason here um especially with this much time off to practice and game plan for your opponent you hope that you could out scheme a really talented defense on each side of the ball but I'll take Georgia. I've got no good reason to, and it kind of makes me sad because an SEC championship makes me sad, but Texas is joining the SEC, so go SEC. <sighs> feels weird, doesn't it? It feels dirty. Um, so before we move off of this, I, I noticed something curious um, and wanted to ask you. So after all the bowl games happen, mm-hmm. there is going to be a bowl game called uh, the Texas Bowl. Oh, baby. I, I didn't know that existed. I guess I don't really, outside of the, the, the main you know, five bowl games, I didn't know any of these existed. Yeah. 
So you mentioned uh, it was the Belk Bowl, right? Belk, I think, is from North Carolina. It's being played in Charlotte, I think. Yeah, that's the and Duke it's... Mayo Bowl. They oh, it. I'm sorry. It used to be the Belk Bowl. Yep, yes. yep. Duke's Mayo Bowl. Um, I think that was, like, founded in North Carolina or something. Anyways, yes. it's North Carolina versus South Carolina, the Carolina mm-hmm. duel in that bowl game being held in Carolina. I wanted to ask you, the Texas Bowl being mm-hmm. played in Houston, Texas, do you know which teams are playing in that bowl game? Is it okay if I just cheated and looked at that game? Ah, oh, damn. It's, it's not Texas teams, but they're both purple. There's probably like what ten teams you can pick from in Texas to send to that to that uh, to that bowl yeah. game. Yeah. So for those that don't know, which this year is called the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Previously, it's been other things. The Texas Bowl is a way to just get a lot of money from people who live in Texas for no good reason. That bowl is SEC versus Big Twelve. And it's set up to grab either Texas or AM if they have mm. a, a kind of bad season. Texas's season was too bad. They didn't <laughs> qualify for a bowl and their plans were ruined. Texas has been in this bowl way too many times recently. Texas AM has also been in this bowl recently, but their season was actually a little bit too good. But if you have like yep. a six and six, seven and five Texas AM or Texas team, they end up in this bowl. And the city of Houston makes too much money from some just local Texas team. In this case, it's kind of funny. The games in Houston, LSU is low key a Texas team. They're low key. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For, They're so, right there. Yeah. So it, it's it's kind of the same effect. And the LSU fans will travel really well. But that's why this bowl game exists. This bowl game exists to trap either one of Texas or Texas A&M for just pure monetary purposes. Gotcha. Thanks for that. I didn't know that. Let me ask you. Uh, yes, you sir. mentioned the Texas Longhorns. Yeah. What do you think um, they're doing instead of a bowl game? You think they're uh, getting together for, for wine and design? They are recruiting their pants off, ombre. For those that don't know, today is National, national Early Signing Day. Signing day. Oh, there it is. They call okay. it early, but it really is actually real national. The real one is now. what in February? In February, but this has become the real one since they had an early one. This is the one where you know ninety percent of prospects are signing in. Uh, and Texas had a lot of had a really great last week push getting some of the top offensive linemen in the country to commit. They have they're talking about the number one cornerback in the country coming over. They took the number two cornerback from Ohio State this morning. So for being a team that's five and seven and they took a Michigan. That's recruit, great recruiting. Wait a minute. For- I thought I read that Coach Prime got a five-star recruit who was a cornerback. Was he yes, the number he's one? The number two? one. Yeah. Some ah, services okay. have him as the best player in the country. I think same DeAndre Hunter. Hunter's definitely his last name. Hunter, yeah. Yeah. And so no, he's he's a stud, but this guy is is one of the top defenders as well. Um, so Texas right now, they they they're licking their wounds. They're trying to forget about Kansas and they are recruiting their pants off. Uh, if you if you like ESPN, they have the number four recruiting class in the country. If you like other recruiting services, they are, are tabled in at number five. They also brought in that transfer quarterback from Ohio State, who was the number one player last year's cycle, who was never going to see the field at Ohio State. So he came back home to Texas, and now I'm just rambling about Texas. Nobody else cares but me. They're recruiting. That's what they're doing. Well, when you got that much time on there on your hands, not worried about a bowl game or any competition. Nope. In that home, not basically. worried about that. Let's take that, <laughs> Texas Bowl. All right. Anything else for NCAA before we get to um, our NFL playoff eliminator? Nope. College football is coming to a sad, sad close. College basketball is heating up. Heating up. College basketball down the road. UNC got a win last night. Okay. Furman. It was scary after the first half. All right. Let's get to uh, NFL. 
And we're going to do the playoff eliminator. And we owe a bunch of teams, right, Martin? You said how many teams a week we got to eliminate? You know, we've got 19 teams left that haven't been eliminated. 14 teams make it. So we've got to get rid of five teams before we finish our season. And if well, I'm not mistaken, there's four weeks left of the NFL season. Okay. So how many do we get rid of this week? Up to you. One or two will keep us. Maybe two in case we get off track and miss Let's another do two. week. Let's do two. And I'll start by... Um, with an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think pretty early in the season, this is on you too, Martin. You enabled me. I very assuredly and uh, hastily eliminated the New England Patriots from playoff contention. Um, yes, you did. And then they won seven straight. Those assholes. Yes, yes, they did. That's so inconsiderate. I eliminated you from playoff contention. Why are you guys going and winning games? Yeah, they could still a better miss it, draft but pick. They're gonna make it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like New England Patriots are gonna be a playoff team, and who knew, right? With a rookie quarterback and whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I, I apologize to Bill Belichick. You know, I mm-hmm. hope I could still come to your Christmas party this year. Um, that was embarrassing for me. Okay, yeah. so I just had to say that because that's one of the first things I noticed. Um, two teams, right? Two teams. Well. Martin, you know one team that has to get eliminated that I will not nominate, so I will nominate a different team. Okay. We already did a bunch of teams, so let me see if I can... You know what? I'm going to take a a bold one. Um, I'm not going to ask you if they've been eliminated or not. I'm just going to eliminate them. So... Looking. The, the trouble is, there's like a lot of teams on here. I'm not sure whether or not have been eliminated. <laughs> eliminate them twice, man. So I, so it's hard. So if I have to be bold, it's like obviously going to be a good team. Okay. Yeah. Oh, don't do this to me. What is? I, I got to look at what the playoff bracket looks like so far. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a better way to look at it. So while you're looking at it, I'll go ahead and eliminate the team that you're not comfortable putting down old yeller style, which is no, 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 no. We got to save that. We got to give them as much time as we can. Don't even try. All right. I'm going to eliminate the Cincinnati Bungles. Uh, If you remember one of our guest hosts, Steve. Oh, he didn't didn't eliminate the Browns. That was Steve Dittola. We've had two Steves on here who have both taken out their home state. Damn it. Okay. All right. I've got another one for you. All righty. So this one, I... I hate this. I don't like the way this feels. Okay. But I have not been happy with their performance lately, especially because I jumped on their bandwagon. But I'm going to eliminate. Let me look at their schedule. This is how badly I don't want to do this, okay? Let me look at their schedule first. This is titillating to the viewers <laughs> or the listeners that can't actually. <laughs> Here's a hint. They're, they have no run game. Mm-hmm. No running back run game. Mm-hmm. And their schedule finishes uh versus carolina at home at new uh-huh. england at atlanta versus atlanta at home versus new york at, that's a weak ass schedule damn i think they'll get into the playoffs oh <laughs> i'm so bad at this, this is all great, right great let me segment. eliminate the san francisco 49ers the san francisco 49ers who currently if the playoffs started today would make the playoffs 
That was not the team I wanted to eliminate, but we'll save that for a future pod. Okay. I was thinking about, I should say, I well, did not I, want to eliminate my first choice. Go ahead. I have, I have made them red. So for the San Francisco 49ers to not make the playoffs, you're thinking about somebody like ugh, the, yeah, the Vikings overtaking them or the Falcons. That's gross. So it, it feels so, bad. So let me tell you the 49ers remaining schedule. Okay. Yeah. First Atlanta. No, yep. At Tennessee. That's going to be hard. Tough. First Houston win at Los Angeles. So they have two legitimately hard games. So yep. I'm eliminating San Francisco 49ers. There you go. I don't know the middle of the pack, like see it's like seven through nine. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. who has been eliminated. And I told you I was not asked. So I went ahead and cut them. All right. Am I allowed to do what you've been fearing that we would do since we've Nope, gone? not yet. <laughs> one more question. Yeah. Did I eliminate the Indianapolis Colts when they were like one and three? No. Oh. They're, they're still they're, they're still, still alive contention per our board okay okay yeah. Yeah. um our in that case is the is the patriots why don't you read out at this point uh-huh. before we eliminate our last team um who has been eliminated from each conference or just read them out i, I just read them out let's start sure. with the afc i lied okay with the afc uh we so it's funny, right? Because if we start at the top, I'm looking at the at the rankings. The number one New England Patriots. We eliminated them from the playoffs. They're not making it. They don't know that yet. But the number one team is not making it. Oh shit! Uh, the we, number one seed. Damn yeah. it! Yeah. Okay. The uh, the Titans we still have in it. Which kudos to them for keeping up there. The Chiefs we did not eliminate. The Ravens we did not eliminate. The Chargers we did not. The Colts, the Bills, the Browns at number eight are the first team that we eliminated. Okay. The okay. Bengals at number good. nine. So far, six out of seven playoff teams at this point. Okay, that's pretty yep, good. Bengals at number nine. Sorry, go uh, ahead. The Denver Broncos at number ten we have removed. They're definitely gone. The Steelers, Steelers are definitely gone. Eleven are still alive on our board. No way! I how did I not eliminate them after I they know. didn't beat the Lions? That was going to be my elimination as well. Um, but I have to eliminate the Lions today. The Raiders, we actually still have a life on our board too, which is really interesting. The Dolphins, um, we have eliminated. And then the three that are mathematically eliminated, we have already taken care of. We took care of it for them. They didn't even need to play the games. And that would be <laughs> the Jets, the Texans, and the Jaguars. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, that's the AFC. We did okay. Except for the New England Patriots, we did pretty good. Yep. The NFC, all seven playoff teams are alive in ours and that's the what? Uh, pa- the Packers, the Bucks, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Rams. Well now the 49ers that you killed, but well it's a alive. it's a nomination. I mean yeah and the uh Washington Redskins and then uh, pardon me oh football team damn it I'm sorry uh number eight the Vikings we still have alive number nine the Eagles we still have alive and then we've done really well past number 12 I should say we have eliminated what? Carolina Seattle the Giants the bears and as of today so the eagles the falcons and the saints are all we have not eliminated them yet yeah it's kind of amazing right I'm like how have we not eliminated them yet okay i don't know all right damn so are we getting rid of the niners if that's what you want to be your bold proclamation you don't believe in jimmy g you were bill belichick 2.0 over here why don't you slowly and gently mm-hmm. lay another team to rest okay and then I will come back to you on whether I can survive and whether I still agree with the 49ers. Go ahead. Okay. 
Well, I'm going to slowly and gently <laughs> play to rest a team. Should we play that... some music? Yeah. No, I, go, just go ahead. I have in the arms of an angel playing in my head right now. Um, a team that we didn't want to eliminate, but the math said we had to. We were doing well with other mathematically eliminated teams, but uh, it's kind of cool. We're eliminating a palindrome team today. A team this Ooh. record is 1-1-1-1. One, 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 one. Forwards wow. and backwards, they have the same horrible record. Doesn't that mean they're number one? <laughs> they, they're number one in something. And that would be... Actually, they're not even number one in losses. They can't even be the best at losing. That's the most amazing thing. They don't have the number one pick right now. Like it's Actually, they do have the number one pick right now, but they're really close to not having it. So today, we lay to rest the Detroit Football Lions. <sighs> <laughs> that's That's... That's it. They've been playoff eliminated. Well, Detroit, I just got to say, you made me proud against the Vikings the second time only. Other than that, you did even worse than I expected. Of course, that is the life of a Lions fan. Well, I knew this day was coming. Mm-hmm. I tried to delay it as much as I could. And so, Martin, I looked at the schedules of the teams in the NFC that we could have eliminated that haven't been eliminated yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, that includes, was it the Falcons, the Vikings, the Eagles, the Saints, right? Above, yep. Okay. So the Vikings need to play, I think it's the Rams and the Packers. So It could be eliminated, actually. Damn it. But what I was actually looking at is the um, the NFC East teams. Mm-hmm. They play the, the remaining of their schedule is NFC it's, East teams. Yep. It's yep. All so the inter- Eagles and the Washington football team, they're remaining. So one of those is easily getting eliminated, and maybe one of those will, will survive. Mm-hmm. Looking at the Falcons also, and, and they're playing the, the 49ers, which I nominated, the Detroit Lions, which you nominated, and then Buffalo and New Orleans. So um, one of the one of the Falcons and the Saints will definitely get eliminated too, right? So I guess my question here was whether or not I thought one of these schedules was easy enough that they would um, overtake the San Francisco 49ers so that the Niners were not eliminated. And I think one of the NFC East teams would be my choice, but I don't know which one it is, so I'll stick with the Niners. My mind is just all scattered right now and after you <laughs> so eliminated much the thinking for close to nothing. <laughs> I'm so glad everyone had to listen to <laughs> for a All right. Sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo. See ya. In the playoffs this year. Okay. Now that that painful exercise is over, should we move to fantasy, buddy? It's almost like we should plan these things ahead of time. Yep. Let's talk fantasy football. The regular season is over and playoffs are upon us and wow one one just one of your faithful hosts has made the playoffs and the other has narrowly missed the playoffs it was uh you know looking at it this was a really good year for us uh as a a league but it was also not that narrowly this is very very i mean if you look at it right like i made the the playoffs with a 500 record i was seven and seven there's two teams that missed the playoffs with the same record and two teams that were one game off of that. That's pretty tight. I think, um, what 
five teams were in it for three spots, right? Was yeah. that it in, in last week? Yeah. Oh, baby. I did it. I snapped a seven game. Oh, actually, it wasn't seven. We counted. I snapped a five game losing streak to. So I, I, I you're right. Game. I think Matt Davidson was the only one really not in it after yeah. week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there, it, it, it was a good, it was a good year. Um, should we start with? Let's start with um, a look back at the regular season. All right, and then we'll get we'll get to the playoff teams. How's that sound? Sounds great. Okay, so I'm going to share my screen and, and we can start with um, the standings and we'll try and take a little bit of time. That's not the right screen. We'll try and take a little bit of time to um, look at some of the maybe like interesting or, or not so obvious facts as opposed to the ones where like everyone knew about and could tell from the beginning, such as Ryan's team being amazing and Matt's team being terrible. So you mentioned, okay, there was a lot of, a lot of parody in the league. Uh, this year, which is great. Um, maybe one thing I'll go to and start off with is what I'm showing on my screen now. And, and you guys, the listeners, don't get the um, the privilege of seeing this, but it is basically how ESPN calculates what your final ranking would be based on how you drafted, so before the league started, and then at the end of the regular season. Um. And I think what I took away from this was that <laughs> the league looked at Kiss's draft strategy and thought he should have been on auto draft because they give him the last place finish based on his draft. And, oh, you know, at the end, he, he finished as a playoff team. So I think that was the, the first thing that, that jumped out to me. Um, don't know if you knew that Kiss. You probably did. Didn't care good for you man um and wanted to see martin if there's anything else that stands out to you from this kind of weird graph here yeah it's called i i would call this overperforming fantasy managers and underperforming fantasy managers mm-hmm. okay. so for those that don't get what we're talking about yet open up your espn app your fantasy app and look at the standings still they have a projection tool there that i believe is powered by ibm watson and i'm not here to call ibm watson dumb Far from it. He's very smart. What he has shown me is that there are some fantasy managers here that overperformed and Mm -hmm. some that underperformed. And we'll start with a couple of big, fat, red lines that Watson has just pointed out to me here. Love that. Watson believed that Team Ong was destined for greatness, projected him as finishing number one in the league. His potential was unlimited. And what did Alvin do with that potential? Squandered it. Fantasy manager suicide. And now Watson is like, best I can do for you, seventh place, buddy. Best I can do. So Watson clearly does not know the league group chat because Watson (laughs) was rooting for Alvin (laughs) in the regular season. And you know what this also tells me is, Yeah, obviously Watson does not know what this league is about. But two, Watson is just here to try and make ESPN look good, right? Because I'm guessing that the number one position is some kind of inputs using ESPN's kind of projections for the year, right? And so I'm guessing Alvin 
being a really bad fantasy manager that he is, just drafted all the people that ESPN thought would score the most points, right? I'm guessing yeah. that's how it worked. I don't know. Watson's a computer. doesn't have feelings. Doesn't I, know I, doesn't I, know would think, I would think that too. But team auto-draft Glenn Thorpe himself was only number six for the pre race Well, that's because... I'm sorry, no, he was number 11. So he broke oh, shit, that's right. He started 11. He's, over, he's an yeah. over-performer. We'll talk about him at the end. He started at 11. IBM Watson was like, dude, what are you doing with auto-draft? How did you mess up auto-draft? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, IBM Watson is something else. So our top underperformers of the year, we talked about Tim Ong. Uh, leading the way, though, is actually the red-hot Julius Peppers, who IBM believed would be the second best team in the league. And they're now thinking number nine is right about where you're going to be. Uh, and then still milking the beer mile. This proves that IBM Watson has not watched our league before <laughs> when it should start. <laughs> this is, this is uh, machine learning right here, baby. Learn something Watson. Uh, and then team Ong rounds out the top three underperformers in the league. Wow. Yeah. But we've got some o- overperformers that we can, we can brag about to our friends and our family. Yeah, let's do that. Um, I already, I think, believe Lynn and, and the Kiss Boys, I yeah. already bragged about. So congratulations. You, you guys were the biggest overperformer. And I hope that means it's still your year. Um, but not. you have former multiple champion, right? Team Thorpe coming on a tear. Mm-hmm. And you have very good teams. I know uh, Ryan's team obviously has been very good all year. Somehow Rob's team also has been very good all year. I guess that's what happens when you keep Alvin Kamara for like five years in a row. Yep. And he's still like one his of those fourth years. round pick yeah, some way, somehow. That was a breakthrough for you. But uh, go ahead with the other overperformers. Yeah. So I, IBM Watson is recognizing three outstanding fantasy managers for beating their predictions. And that would be uh, the Stephen Kisses of the world, the Ryan Cooks of the world, and the Glenn Thorpes of the world. But I don't know whether I'm more impressed with somebody that makes a big jump or starts the season projected at the top and finishes mm-hmm. at the top, right? Mm-hmm. That like you met those expectations or that you drafted well and managed your team well. That to me is e- equally respected. And we have two teams that did that. Uh, and that would be Ryan Reagan. This is your last shout out. And uh, Lights Kamara action, like you said. So Ryan, you could just cut out. You could stop listening yeah, to the podcast. Stop listening, buddy. We're not even like talking it. about you in the playoffs, bro. You have a bot. Get out of here. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned the top three overperformers, the the fourth overperformer is actually um your team cd's nuts yeah we we didn't apparently we didn't draft well and we didn't finish all too well we're pretty <laughs> mediocre <laughs> we went from nine to five it was like thanks for playing also thanks for playing it's like why did you make the playoffs why did you try so hard the last two weeks <laughs> hey man as of now it all paid off so you're still yeah. you're in the dance it's a very exclusive club yeah um, big money on the line yeah, exactly. What is it? Well, it's like 300 some dollars. We were playing right? for literally tens of dollars. I, I don't know. I don't know how much it is. You know what? I was, I was thinking about it before the podcast, but I'll spice it up for our listeners. And I will, as commissioner of the league, because I make so much money from team ownership, I will give the winner of this league a prize. Oh, your dog is pumped about that one. (laughs) Not only do you get bragging rights from winning the league, but a unspecified prize. I I hope it's like the office, like surprise where like you just bring us ice cream. You're like, this is a surprise. And you're like, no, No, ice cream sandwiches. No, I hope it's, I hope it's a keg 
of bush light like oh, that, that, would be one special. Time. that was a That'd that was special. a good that was a good surprise um all right so i think what i wanted to do next is look at a couple of the teams seasons how they dated in the year how they um finished how they got to the playoffs or didn't get the playoffs that kind of thing um and i know i have one team that i definitely want to pull out um actually i think i have two teams that i want to pull out i am flattered um the dog's making some some noises i I got scared um do you have or should i start with the teams that i wanted to to look at really quickly as as the guy who had something planned for this part i i I would ask you to start yeah you should do that that doesn't make any sense to me but okay all right i'm gonna start with Team Thorpe, auto draft Thorpe. Wow, that's one good looking guy and one good looking team. Maybe we should have actually. Maybe let's do some of the uh, what we just did the the biggest overachievers and the biggest underachievers. Let's look at a couple of those teams. We won't look at all of them, uh, but we'll look at we we'll look at a couple of them. I deleted that or uh, closed that browser, so I don't know which ones uh, were which, but let's just stick with what we've got going on. So the first one is um, let's look at. Kiss's team, right? Uh, Believeland, still my year, question mark? Um, he made the playoffs at, what was he, uh, seven and six record? Is that right? He is seven and seven. Seven and seven. Wow, mediocre. Good job. That's an improvement for you, Kiss. Um, I don't think it's that remarkable. He started off with a three-game win streak, and I remember in this pod, we were praising him, you know, his strategy paying off. Mm-hmm. It was still his year. And then he went... Uh, on a three-game losing streak and, what, uh, five out of six losses, right? And we were saying, well, at least you won it once. Yeah. Um, But he did just enough to make it into the playoffs, including beating both of us, uh, which was so cruel for him to do. And also during that last half stretch, he came on the podcast, right? So I think that shows you that if you come on the podcast, good things happen to you. You know, you come on here if something bad happened to you, but then after that, it's just all roses, right? So Kiss makes the playoffs with a kind of um, up and down first half and a good luck charm for him in the second half of the season. Yep. I would say his luck has ran out. I, I look at his team and, and they're not one that, will be competing for much longer. Uh, Gotta not, hope Leonard Fournette scores four touchdowns again. Not not many points. How poetic is it going to be? Because I'm saying this because I play Kiss in the first round of the playoffs. How poetic is it going to be if Leonard Fournette does score four touchdowns and then comes to visit me in Texas and he's like, oh, so I'm a backup running back. Yeah, my Mr. Shaughnessy. I imagine he talks like that because he's from Louisiana. Yeah. I, my bold Lenny. proclamation during the draft is to know that Stephen Kiss went out of his way to draft the backup running back at Tampa Bay. And to my defense, for the first play of the game, he was the backup. And then Ronald Jones fumbled and Leonard Fournette. The rest is history. So yes, Steve, it would be very Steve, something you didn't know, man. Very ironic. I I think though there's a lot of talent on his bench that I can't believe he's sitting for this game. I mean, he's got Rex Burkhead, Ty Johnson, stop, Devin <laughs> Singletary. These are guys you got to get in your lineup. You got to figure out a way, or you're going to regret it. Um, let's look, let's look at the next team. Right. And I stopped sharing because I wanted to ask you a question. The next team is team Thorpe 
And he finished the year also seven and seven. Is that correct? That is correct. He made the playoffs. Congratulations, Team Thorpe. Um, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so the regular season for our fantasy league has 14 weeks, right? So 14 games, 14 matchups. Let me ask you the after week seven at the halfway point, what do you think his record was? Glenn was Glenn's second half was so like crazy hot that he probably won zero games in the first half to be seven and seven. Like he didn't lose a game <laughs> on like the back end of the stretch. He maybe won like one or two games in the first half of the season. You are very correct. He was one and six in the first half of the season. Yeah. In I'll ask you, can you guess who the win was against? I'll give you a hint. It was not against Matt. It was not against Matt. I'll give you another hint. Yeah. Very true to the ABA league. Yeah. Glenn is Alvin's kryptonite. He doesn't know what to do when he sees Glenn coming down the hallway. He just gets out the way. Wow. So Glenn beat Alvin by almost 50 points. And that was his largest, well, second to largest margin of victory. Mm. Second largest. Um, and and uh, you mentioned his second half of the season, he went six and one to freaking storm back into the playoff race. Yeah. Damn, yeah. dude. Like, it's never over. Fantasy he's like the new england patriots we tried to eliminate yeah. over playoffs and he came back strong his biggest win of the season came against ryan reagan's unbeatable mm-hmm. team he won by over 60 points what the hell happened there it's crazy i do not know i'm pulling up something because i believe i know how glenn did it and i'm just trying to confirm Firm with my sources here. We said about week six is where he took off. I wonder when did after week seven. When did uh ESPN will tell me if Glenn picked this guy up midseason, right? I don't know. He ended up drafting him. I because I, I would project his changes around when James Connor became the lead back in Arizona. That happened for me for one of the leagues, and, and that I, really I, uh, was a pretty big deal. Yeah, I can't remember the other running back's name now, which I feel bad. Um no, oh, I can picture his face, but Kimmer's name. He goes down with an injury, and James Conner just kind of blows up. He was still getting like steady points, but like after that, Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds, thank you. Yep, Chase Edmonds. Damn, he was forgotten. We don't even remember the name we after he got benched. Remember Damn. him, but yeah, I look at his team, and basically, if Mike Williams was like the hottest player in the league for a couple of weeks, and then kind of fell off. But it kind of surprises me that Mike Williams, all of his like big, big games happened like in the first couple of weeks of the season. And Glenn lost all of those, which is amazing. Wow. Yeah, he was really good. He was a top five receiver in the beginning of the season. Yep. Yep. So we'll see Mr. Glenn Thorpe in the playoffs. Mm, congratulations, Glenn. Okay. And the last team I wanted to uh, to look at their, their season performance, not because it was noteworthy, but just because they missed the playoff was Team Hall. Oh, baby. The reason we all tuned into this podcast, <laughs> the post-mortem. Of so let's talk about this um, for a long time, even though we don't really have that much interesting to say. Let's just, you know, make it linger in the air for Alvin. I'll listen to it. Um, Alvin, I thought he had a pretty good roster. I think I've said it a couple times throughout the season. I thought his, his individual players were pretty good clearly he did not have control of that locker room Mm -hmm. clearly they did not play hard for the team manager and clearly his team did not have the fight you know what i mean and he goes one and four down the stretch to miss the playoffs 
and he deserved it. Hmm. And I, we really owe it all to Kyle Pitts. <laughs> we owe it all to Kyle Pitts and Alvin's inability to bench Kyle Pitts for any reason at all. I mean, this is a man who had Jonathan Taylor and rode him to the not playoffs. What a, what a fantastic, I, I look at this team now and, and there's nothing too wrong with it. Antonio Gibson is, is pretty hit and miss. David Montgomery's injured a lot. Unfortunately for him, he also had a quarterback that he probably couldn't bench in Lamar oh, Jackson. Yeah. And yeah. Lamar Jackson finished this year at QB nine, which is way below the standard. You thought you were drafting him at, you thought you're getting a top five guy for sure. If not a top three guy. Well, his in last... his favor, Jonathan Taylor, I believe we'll see this in a second is the top scoring non quarterback. Usually when you have one of those guys, Mm -hmm. you win the league because at the top are the quarterbacks and, you know, there's usually like five or six of them clumped up there, but Alvin found a way to screw this up. Sorry. I I started to interrupt, but I wanted to point that out before we forgot about Jonathan Taylor. It's good. I look at his team and it's a lot of big names to come with bigger asterisks. Kyle Pitt, big name, but he's still a rookie. DK Metcalf, big name, but his quarterback was broken. Russell Wilson this year. Lamar Jackson, big name, but he had his own like ankle injury, if I'm not mistaken. David Montgomery out a large part of the year. Brandon Cooks, some weeks went totally. Brandon missing, Cooks was actually the I only he was receiver. pretty good this year. He's great, but like from like his first starts of the game where he's getting like 12 to 15 targets, catching uh, the ball yeah. 10 times. He's a PPR monster, even though if I'm not mistaken, he scored like three touchdowns this year. Like that's awful. It's like the team's number one receiver yeah, that is and finishes receiver 23. So you're never counting on touchdowns. You're counting on large mm, volume receptions PPR, yep. and he would just go missing some games, which was, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah. Jonathan Taylor is the only guy on his team that I'm like, yep, that guy's a stud. No reason to bench him. Just like Derek Henry. Oh, I miss him. <laughs> Do we want to look at your, your, uh, your team's performance? Let's do yeah. that, man. I think I mean, your, your team deserves uh, a little bit of uh, a zoom in here. That's very sweet of you. My team is a tale of two seasons. Started off the season five and two, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then Derrick Henry goes down after I compared him to a half man, half horse as Blanton's bourbon. And it was all downhill from there. I lost the next five straight and I went to, to become a sub 500 team with no chance well, not really no chance of making the playoffs because Steve Jatola came on this playoff and he said he believed to be, and he's the reason I am where I am today. Um, but I thought it was over in week 12. I'm playing kiss and it's like Monday night football. I've got Tyler Lockett and one of the first drives of the game, Tyler Lockett catches a big pass. Let's go. I'm, I'm only down four points. Woo. I got three quarters of Tyler Lockett ahead of me. That's Steven like kiss four more has tucked himself into bed thinking he's a big fat loser <laughs> and i don't think tyler Lockett caught the ball again and i lost that matchup and i was like oh my goodness that's it but again thanks to steve deptola i was able to book in this five game losing streak with a win against steve deptola twice got the team together last week had a big week against team tyreek who Congrats. is still complaining about COVID affecting his team for some reason i don't know what that's about but yeah, we're in the playoffs and it feels good uh we'll see how far we can take it i'm not i'm not our team's not scared of anybody unless way to get there man you and glenn are are the two teams that really made a push towards the end to to squeak on in there um so congrats i mean that's 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 what winners do right thanks man i uh it feels good to be back i believe i missed the playoffs last year and my friends and family thought 
dramatically less of me because of that. I thought something was wrong with you. They were calling the doctors for help. Yeah. All right. Now let's look really quickly at how the players have done in the regular season for fantasy. Um, and so I'm showing it on my screen and, and here it is. Jonathan Taylor was the number three overall scoring player behind three other quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first, you know, 20 or so players. And uh, maybe I'll start with, with a couple of mentions, a couple of points here. First three are quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Maybe, maybe not that surprising. Uh, Matthew Stafford is the fourth quarterback. Uh, so congrats to my boy, Matty Stafford. And then Jalen Hurts is not too far down there. He really was the leader of my team, even though he wasn't not really the leader of his own team in, in real life. Maybe that shows you how bad my team was. But Jalen Hurts, thank you, man. I'm going to try and draft you in the 15th round in the future again. Thanks, buddy. There you go. There you go. What, what round did you take Jalen Hurts in? I don't remember. It was quite late. It was click. after pretty much everyone had gotten their quarterback. Click his who, name and scroll to the bottom. Click his name. Yeah, because his who, name. Um, who in their right mind drafts Jalen Hurts in like the first seven quarterbacks? 10th round. So 111th took, overall. You took Jalen Hurts in the 10th round, 111th overall. I took Matthew Stafford in the 10th round, 118th overall. And I was low-key panicking that I got Matt Stafford. The moral of the story is stop drafting fantasy quarterbacks in the early rounds. You're mm-hmm. likely wasting your time. I, I, I would imagine Tom Brady went way after Josh Allen in our league. Tom Brady, 7th round. Josh Allen, went to the fourth round. Justin Herbert went to in the seventh round. So taking a quarterback earlier than round, like, you know, even five just kind of makes me uncomfortable. And that's my lesson for next time. Take, take a guy later on because odds are you're going to find someone that hits like a Jalen Hurts or Matthew Stafford because they're really good at football. Let's scroll through this and see if we can find a name that's really surprising to us. Not necessarily surprising what we thought based on the draft, but like being football fans and, and watching through watching the, the league and the year, if there's anything that's kind of like surprising for us. You I'm, don't have to go far. It's 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 Cordero Patterson, or if you say it Corderell, like that guy was a receiver for like 17 different teams before becoming a running back. Yeah, in how Atlanta. does so many teams be like, Yeah, I'm not that interested in you? Cordero Patterson was not drafted. And this man is the running back currently number six on the year good for would, quarter rail i would like to put derrick henry's season in mm-hmm. context he is still running back number eight having not played since week <laughs> yeah. eight he is he was that good that's i just want, want to put it out there that's what i'm missing on my team i made the playoffs without having this guy in oh i wish i still had him i wish he would have came back from that foot injury i think one of the surprises for me is uh ezekiel elliott not that he's you know, up on this, on this list, but how mm-hmm. far down he is. Yeah, because I feel like in the last six years or however many years he's been in the league, he's been like a top three, top four running back. Um, and for some reason, he just hasn't been able to keep, uh, to get it going or, or keep it going this year. Another surprising fact, I, I low-key avoided Denver and their running backs, knowing that there would be split touches mm-hmm. and they split them right down the middle yeah. and they both finished right as top 20 running backs. Javante Williams at number 16 and Melvin Gordon, the third at number 17. That is kind wow. of amazing. Right next to each other to too. be able to do. Yeah. That's amazing. Anything else before we get to uh, playoffs? Because uh, we got a, a couple other things to do and, and we can't take too long. 
Well, I just want to give a quick shout out. The number one fantasy receiver in the NFL is a white guy. Like who saw that coming? Who had Cooper Cup as the number one? Not Devontae Adams, not Justin Jefferson, you know, not any of these other guys, not Tyreek. Good for Cooper Cup and, and kind of by a lot. Yep. Who had right? rookie Jamar Chase as number six overall? You know, these are those are probably my two surprises. Everyone else looks like they they probably should be there. Debo Samuel might have surprised some people too, but if you watch the 49ers close, Cooper Cup had 288 has at this point in the fantasy regular season. At the end of the fantasy regular season, 288 points total in our league. Number two is Justin Jefferson, who has almost 60 fewer points, 225. That's like three solid games worth. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Good for the yeah. cup. All right. Let's look at um, the playoff preview. Why don't we? Yeah. Let's go quick. Who is making Let's it? Let's go quick. The so obviously, Ryan has a bye. Um, and oh. Rob earns a bye too. And then our matchups are CD's Nuts versus uh, Believeland. And then we have Team Thorpe, who is number six seed versus Team Tyreek. Um, any kind of initial thoughts from you? I, I think I have a favorite in, in my head, but um, I want to hear kind of what your thoughts are going, yeah. especially because you are in the playoffs and I have no idea what that's like this year. I am the favorite until declared otherwise. Um, I, I see myself cruising through this bracket, but no, in, in all reality, it'll be a tough matchup in the first round. If I can, I'm going to project myself as winning, right? I don't want to be you know, so anti-me. Uh, so I, I move on. I've got, oh, and the other matchup, Glenn and Cook. I guess oh, my instincts were to take Cook for some strange, strange reason. So if, if, uh, if mm. Cook, I know, it's weird, right? But then in the second round, I've got whoever wins the first round carrying that momentum and beating Rob in the second round. Ooh, I'm, so you, wait, did you say you think that whoever wins from Glenn and Cook will beat Rob? Yep. Okay. And I might see the same thing on the other side. You know, the if the playoffs started today, the Minneapolis Miracle starting quarterback would be Justin Fields, which as we've said on this, is not a good idea to do that. <laughs> don't do that although he does have russell wilson on the bench who is playing a little bit better so let's give him the benefit of the doubt say he plays russell wilson so i think your finals here i'll give it i'll make it ryan and ryan could mm. be reagan so the loser of the mat their matchup has to change their name to yep. whatever Whatever the, the other person's last name is, you have to take that <laughs> as your first name. So you'll either be Reagan Cook or you will be Cook Reagan. Cook Reagan. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. I mean, especially if, if Reagan loses, Cook Reagan would be a uh, Cook Reagan would be would be a good one. Damn, yeah. you starting Justin Fields. Jeez, okay, that's not looking good. So I I have thought that Minneapolis Miracle has been the strongest team all year, and then I looked at who's starting at quarterback. <laughs> And I'm very nervous for him in the playoffs. Um, this is what I think will happen. Is I think you know, this is what I think will happen, and what I want to happen. And what I think will happen is, obviously, Minneapolis Miracle will um, have a bye, right? So him and Lights Camara action are in good position. I think he will start Russell Wilson, who even. As bad Russell Wilson, I think is still better than Justin Fields because Justin Fields went to Ohio State. And then I think that 
he will go into the championship with um, a team that has been on a roll and a team that I'm looking, they will probably all be playing, I'm guessing. So uh, that might be um, a factor. But I think he will win the championship because of his consistent scoring, his consistent winning, his consistent performance. Now, what I want to happen is for Glenn to storm into the championship and for Glenn to win the championship. Because what I like to imagine is Glenn is not in our group chat and doesn't see the, you know, the, the messages, the memes, the questions, all that stuff, the texts. And Glenn is just in the lab, right? And he's studying statistics and him and Watson are getting together and sharing um, information. And Glenn has just baited the league into thinking that, you know, he's not a team to contend with. So I, I want Glenn to come back, win the championship because he's tinkering in the lab. And then I want us want him to buy us a keg. There that's we go. I, that's what I want to happen. You want Glenn to win for the keg. I can Glenn, I'm rooting for you, buddy. I can respect that. All right, should we get to the picks? Yeah, now that we know who's winning our league, let's figure out who's winning in the NFL this week. Okay. All right, uh, who's going first? Actually, wait, who, what, is the, uh, what is the picks record right now? You know what? I've got a lot of weeks to calculate through. We will figure this out at another date. All right, so I want to share a story. Um, so me and Melissa are in a, uh, like a pick'em league for the season. What and I started off again. Oh, pants! Pants. I was starting off really hot and was leading the league. And Melissa was really bad. I think at like week, I don't know, eight or so, she had like 20-something picks correct, and I had like 60-something, and everyone else was like around there. So she started this strategy of literally flipping a coin, heads or tails, (laughs) for the home team. And I laughed at her. And now she has come all the way back because I've done so poorly, and she is like two or three or something like that behind me. I have like 89. She has like 86 or something like that. Correct. Last week I got two picks. Correct. So I'm glad we didn't do it on this podcast. So I'm going into this, frankly, sucking. So why don't you start us off Martin uh, with, with our picks wow. Who's first and who do you like? All right. I'm here to teach y'all how to not suck at picking football games. My name is Martin Shaughnessy and I'm about to pick every game, right? The first game. Kansas City goes to the LA Chargers. This is an interesting game. The Chargers are three and a half point underdogs at home. The Chargers are very good at football, but the Kansas City Chiefs also reminded us they're very good at football. I like the way the Kansas City defense is playing. I believe the Chargers are missing a key defensive lineman up front, and I'm going to take Kansas City on the road. There are no more buys, so if you get all the picks correct, I will send you a prize. I also like the Chiefs. Oh, I like that. Next one is the Raiders at the Browns. What was the spread? Minus 6.5? Oh, I wrote down three. I'm glad you said six. That's way different. Oh, no, no I'm sorry. Wait, wait. You said three, right? So we changed yeah. it to 3.5. Sorry. Yeah. It probably um, five, thanks to COVID. Minus 3.5. I will take the, 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 the Browns. Wow. Uh, gentle reminder to those listening at home why I'm so good at this. Please play this back if I get this one wrong. The Cleveland Browns entire team is out for COVID. Coach, quarterback, all receivers. I thought about that, but they're, uh, who's that D lineman, that DN who's killing it? He's still playing. So. Miles Garrett? Yeah. 
Yeah, but that's good enough. Yeah, he's going to get the ball back to Case Keenum just enough times for them to lose by the spread. So I'll take the uh, Raiders. They're still the Raiders. Yeah, the yep. Raiders on the road. All right, we've got that team we eliminated from the playoffs that might actually make the playoffs. The New England Patriots are going to Indianapolis. I hear this is uh, a game they want pretty bad, hearing their name in the press saying they're not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> Two guys on <laughs> That's a what's posted on their locker room, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, so uh, give me New England. I want New England as well. Dang. Cardinals going to Detroit, playing indoors against the Lions, who get plus 13 and a half. The Lions will be smart, recognizing that they have been eliminated from the playoffs and will be playing for the number one draft pick. That is what everyone wants them to think, but Dan Campbell will not let them lose to the Lions. You want the Lions. Wow. I, I, oh, I don't even know what to do. This I'll let you think is... about it, and I'll give you another reason. Yeah. The Lions are getting Hawkinson back, their top receiving threat, and they might be getting DeAndre Swift uh, back, their top offensive threat. Give me the Lions. I love that Raggedy Andy is your top receiving threat. Um, <laughs> you know, the Arizona Cardinals lose DeAndre Hopkins for the rest of the season to injury. Uh, they're on the road. This is a game they kind of need, but don't need to win by 14 plus. Man, I promise I wouldn't take the Lions again. I'm sick to my word. Go Let's Cardinals. go. All right. Next on my list is uh, the Washington football team going to Philly. This is an interdivisional game. Washington's played a lot better. Uh, it's Philadelphia at home. I think they'll split the series and I'll take the home team, Philadelphia. Hmm. Hmm. I want the Eagles as well. Go Jalen Hurts. I'm proud of you. I'm a fan. So we went with a different source than we usually do. So if it's all right, we're just going to skip around a little bit. All right. Panthers going to Buffalo to play the Bills, who are minus 10 and a half. Give me the Bills. Yeah, I don't see the Carolina Panthers scoring any points. They benched Cam Newton like two games in a row. I got the Bills as well. The Jets go to the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are eight and a half point favorites at home. Um, and rightfully so. I will take the Dolphins at home. Dolphins are playing well. Give me the Dolphins. The Cowboys go to the Meadowlands to play the Giants, who get plus 10 and a half. Cowboys have not looked good lately. Dak, I think Jerry Jones said Dak is in a slump. Mm-hmm. Um, there was questions, I think, in the fantasy app of whether he's even a a start them every single week quarterback starter with that said the giants are planning a glennon at quarterback give me the cowboys yeah there's there's nothing more to say than that cowboys big points um even though they're running the game kind of sucks right now tennessee goes to pittsburgh pittsburgh one and a half point uh underdogs at home I've got no reason to pick against or pick Pittsburgh. I think they might even lose every game for the rest of the year. I don't know how Tennessee is still second place in their conference, mm-hmm. but I guess I'll take Pittsburgh at home. What um? Do you know what the Titans' record has been since they lost Derrick Henry? Pretty good, like above five hundred. Which is weird, and yeah. the Steelers are also weird, and I think they suck. Give me the Titans. Yep, they lost him, and they are roughly four wins, two losses. Wow, good for them. All right, the matchup of the week. The Houston Texans go to Jacksonville to take on Cook's Jaguars. 
who are favored by three and a half. I've liked Tarot Taylor all year. He's mm-hmm. out. Davis Mills, I've apologized to him earlier in the podcast, so um, I'm rooting for him. Give me the Texans. Yeah, there's like this. If there's a game I'm going to get wrong, it's going to be this one. The Jacksonville Jaguars are dysfunctional as all get out. The kicker actually came out today and said Urban Meyer kicked him in practice, which is awesome. Just the funniest thing I had read today. I can't believe he's still coaching that team. It's pretty surprising. I'll take Houston and it feels bad. All right, next we have Atlanta going to San Francisco. San Francisco being an eight and a half point favorite. They've also read the press clippings that Dennis doesn't believe in them. I'll take San Francisco. Oh my gosh, the Falcons. I have no idea how they're six and seven. I don't think any of their players are any good. And at least the 49ers have Kittle. Give me the Niners. Next one I've got is the Bengals going to Mile High Stadium to face the Broncos, who are favored by one and a half. This feels like a push to me. Give me the Bengals. Yeah, I like the Bengals to make Stephen Kiss feel like a, a fool for eliminating them. Whichever Steve it was. All right. Then we've got Green Bay going to Baltimore. Baltimore is very bad. Baltimore is a four and a half point underdog at home. Um, I'm just going to stick with the favorite and take Green Bay. Packers have won what, like five or six in a row or something like that. The Ravens have lost like three or four in a row. Packers are playing better. Give me the Packers. Next one, we've got your Seattle Seahawks going to the LA Rams. Is it Rams favored by six and a half? I got four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. Let's do the. I want the LA Rams. Yeah. The Rams are playing for something. Seattle might think they are, but in reality, they're not. They're one loss away from being mathematically eliminated. Uh, I liked how the Rams looked against the Cardinals and expect them to keep doing that. Then we have New Orleans going to Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Tom gets 11 and a half points uh, as the favorite against the mighty Taysom Hills. Uh, it's going to be Tampa Bay by a lot of points. I've got a, some analysis on this one for you. Mm-hmm. Um, one surface level analysis is the Buccaneers are playing really well Two, um, the Buccaneers run defense is stout and the saints. I think they're built around the run, especially with Taysom Hill at quarterback. I do not believe that guy is a passer, especially after watching him in person against the Cowboys. Give me the yep. Buccaneers as well. Our last one, right, is the Minnesota Vikings going to visit Chicago at Soldier Field against the Bears, who get plus three and a half. I like the Bears because everyone can score on the Vikings and the Bears have a good defense. Give me the Bears. The Bears. You are a Justin Fields closeted fan, and we all know that now. Uh, and for that reason, I'm taking Minnesota. This is one of the worst Monday night football games I can imagine. I mean, Why do they put that as a Monday Texas. night game? It's Because people in the Midwest are going to like wet their panties over it. But the oh, NFC How about North the Packers and the Ravens? Anyone. How about the Lions game? Let them shine. Why not the Lions game? Why not the Lions? All right. All right, buddy. That's it. Thank you, Martin. Any last words for our friends? That's it. Good luck to all those that made the fantasy playoffs and for those that didn't avoid the Sacco. (laughs) Good luck, Martin. I think we've given the audience enough words for today and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, Al. Cheers.